All right, good morning, a Wednesday morning here as we continue to inch closer to football, real football, not just our football Friday night, but actual college football on Saturday. So hopefully you have your day blocked off where people know not to bother you for, I don't know, 12 hours it looks like we're going to get all the way through. I guess we have uh, another day of joint practices today. I'd rather just it be another day of a joint. Yes. Seriously. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> amazing. I mean, we have, what, 18 days until game day for the Eagles. We have 15 until the NFL starts Thursday night. This is going to be the longest two and a half weeks of your life. No question. I'm serious. No question. I feel like just going in like a COVID-19 quarantine lockdown for two weeks <laughs> and just wake me when the NFL season starts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, I well, got a little bit, man. Okay. I got a college football game. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm on college football. You know, it starts next week. So next right, Friday. Right. So it, it's at the halfway point. Right. This 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 two week doldrum. Yeah, I know. We're gonna have to use uh, Nebraska Illinois as like this appetizer <laughs> that we're gonna have to make into a fillet dinner. You right. Know, because that's really all we got. I'm telling you, man. There's. I'm gonna watch it all. I'm gonna watch Chip Kelly manhandle Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. UTEP's got a decent. Like UTEP's an intriguing team this year. They're taking on a squad that didn't even play last year and lost to a, a school you never heard of in the spring. So there's there's some uh, look and there's always a who's bet. UTEP got? Oh, I believe it is, is it Fresno Smith? State plays UConn. That's UConn, a, right. that's a lousy game. Well, look, I I'll lay the twenty seven and a half all day against UConn. UConn yeah, UConn I would too. Defense, and I'm actually tempted to go under because I don't think UConn can score. Is that, that game in Fresno? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a lock. Uh, yeah, twenty seven. <laughs> like you're laying four touchdowns. Yeah, that might be over in the first half. Well, that's the thing, UConn, yeah. like. Forget defense. UConn might be the worst team. Is it FBS we call it now? FBS, yes. yes. FBS, yes. They yes. may be like top three. Top. They may be on the Mount Rushmore of the yeah. worst teams this year in the FBS. Right up That's there with what? Point. UMass? Well, UMass is pretty bad. And Barrett's not alma mater, but rival. Oh, Kansas. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Well, that's who that's who Barrett has this next week, right? Right, right, Kansas right. Kansas against South Dakota State. Now, South Dakota, are, South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. Now, how are you looking at that from a non-biased point of view? Like, uh, seriously. Yeah. You're going to be laughing your ass off every time Kansas turns the ball over. You'll probably see like three butt fumbles alone in that game. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, put it like this. My uh, play-by-play guy is Mark Neely, and he's actually a Kansas uh, alumni. Wait a so, second. You know, oh, yeah. now this is outrageous. <laughs> Can we get Mark on here? Yeah, please. Like, we have to get Mark. When is this game? A week from Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I just oh, met him maybe 15 one. minutes ago. I just called to talk to him. I just met him 15 minutes ago. Uh, we had a you know short conversation introducing each other. We're both from St. Louis. Right. Uh, he started his career. I mean, he started out school at Mizzou, and then uh-huh. they didn't have a play-by-play school. Um, right. You know, me not a play-by-play class that he could take. You know, to to get into being a play-by-play guy. So where did so he go? He, Syracuse. No, no. Then he went to Kansas. They oh, had, okay. actually had the program at Kansas, okay. and he transferred there his last two semesters. So, oh wow, he's actually a Mizzou slash Kansas alum. You know, and and uh, that, they, wow. were, they were both my they were both my rivals, anyways. Well, no, I, I think this is actually good because this game is going to get out of hand and be boring as hell, and you guys are just going to be able to cut it up talking about old St. Louis and Missouri <laughs> stories. That's going to be really good. Is he I a talk, 
What'd you say? Is he a rug cutter? What, what do you mean by what's a rug cutter? Like somebody who, as Harry just said, you can cut the rug. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. it seems as though he is. Yes, yes. He had a couple yeah. stories, you know. So, I mean, and, and of course, you know, I, I can run the gamut of stories, you know, either way. So, we'll, we'll be good, man. We'll be good, you know. So it, but Kansas might South, lose. I know. That's that's South Dakota University. That's not where Goddard went. He went to oh. the state school, right? right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, by the way, it is New Mexico State who is hosting UTEP. Oh, okay. And that that's down to the nine Aggies. and a half. It was ten. It's down to nine and a half. No, I think it was actually nine and a half the whole time. Yeah, New Mexico State. I forget the name of the team of the school that they lost to in the spring, but it's like a D two school. I think it was like oh, really? Yeah, it was like the worst team in Stony Brook's division or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they didn't play last year. UConn didn't play last year either. No, nah, they opted out. Right. So New Mexico State played a game in the spring against Sister Marys of the Poor, and they got their ass handed to them. Wow. That's horrible, man. I hate to do it to you, man. Well, that's why you that's why you lay the nine and a half on Saturday against <laughs> New Mexico State. You know who next? Um, that was a really good linebacker that went there. He was actually playing. Um, who was what it? What are you talking about? What Back score? when I was playing there, the New Mexico State. We played New Mexico. In fact, that no, might have been the first victory I had. New Mexico is where Erlacher went. Erlacher, yeah. We yeah, but that's just New Mexico, the Lobos. New Mexico, okay. Lobos, yeah. 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 That's an underrated school for developing yeah. talent. The Lobos. The right. Lobos. And the Lobos. What did Seth not go? Lo not Los Lobos. No. <laughs> that's a <laughs> Seth went to UTEP. UTEP, yeah. yeah so okay. he went to UTEP, yeah. We should have Seth on to give us a scouting report on UTEP. <laughs> I'm sure he has one. <laughs> <laughs> you brought me on for this, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back watching YouTube, right. man. Right. <laughs> that was an all-timer there, man. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, well, I'm trying to sift through the practice reports. Oh, Nick Sirianni still not ready to call the left tackle. Nope. Back. Nope. Boy, I, I tell you, this this is. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Did you can't. What would you just say? Yeah, I'm, he's not I'm ready. To, he's not ready to commit to Mylotta as the starting left tackle. That Give is a, a break, that's a man. fact. Let me tell you something. This is Matt Nagy not committing to Justin Fields. Mm. Right? Well, I understand that, though. I understand that. I understand that. I mean, because what we see, what we see uh, in the games, right? we see a, a, a watered-down version for Justin Fields. He may not have it right now. So I understand that. You know, Plus, you know, he might have said, hey, Dalton, I'm going to give you all the leash you need until you just hang yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that might be the case. He may have made some promises to Andy Dalton. But at this point, I can see him doing that. But the left tackle, that's 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 the worst thing he could have said. The worst. Why would he even say that? What is well, wrong with him? I could understand it if Dillard was actually healthy enough to be practicing and maybe they, they want to keep up this ruse that it's a competition so they can trade him. But this guy's hurt. He's not even working out, is he? Well, he's starting to play now. He's starting to um, oh, he is? take some reps now. Oh, okay. Well, well maybe why? that's what it is. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't he? It wasn't. It was never close in the beginning. No. Especially not now. Right. So why would you even entertain? Why would you even say that? Even you lose more and more credibility by making that a, a, a fictitious battle, anyways. 
Come on, man. There's no way. We're talking about Jordan Malata could be one of the most dominant tackles in the league. Heck, I was just I was just listening to um Baldinger. Baldy was about, on with Cilio talking yeah, about Erlacher. Baldinger. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. So come on, man. There's no battle in that. No, it's it's it, it's uh, again. This guy is doing more damage to this mantra of competition than mm -hmm. anybody in the history of the NFL. Like, just stop using that word. Yeah. And then you go and lay an egg on 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 a game day. You know, even didn't know, even though it didn't count. Right. It should count to him. Well, I'm with withholding judgment until they play a couple games. But I will tell you, it's it is he is sounding more and more. I keep going back to Aton's platitudes with yes. Gruden platitudes there you, you go but here's platitudes. the thing. i was listening to them both last night they're the same guy yeah it, yes so gruden had i'll use me as an example right where i lived initially before i started to live in this area i've been here for about 20 years minus two and a half years nashville and columbus but being here for 20 years the dialect and the sound of words mm -hmm. just come into your mind and you start it's osmosis sort of the inflections and yeah. stuff yeah perfect, perfect yeah. word for that so what's happened with gruden is he's moved around a lot mm -hmm. where it sounds like he's got this i'll tell you what southern twang to it but right. in reality it's just it's not even you like you couldn't wait to say that you couldn't wait to say that today well i was just using that as an example <laughs> but in reality it's not even like um, and here's another here's an internal analogy to the analogy it's not like a chocolate covered almond dark chocolate covered almond it's like one of these almonds that's dusted with right. chocolate you know what i'm talking about oh, like yeah, make yeah. you feel better about eating them yeah. That's, yeah that's what gruden's accent or or sound is it's just something dust you strip it away He's the same old Sandusky, Ohio guy. And then right. you look at where Jamestown is on the map. It's pretty much east to southeast. It's southwest New York. Right, right. Which is just on that cusp of sounding like like he's he has this. Be between Buffalo rock. and Erie, isn't yeah. it? Somewhere in there. Yeah. And, and I always do it with like a lower inflection, like this Rochester. Right. Because I'm doing a guy that that's from there, from the radio I worked with. You know, oh, I right from up there with the kielbasas and this. It's and almost that. like a Chicago it thing. Is. Yeah, it yeah. Is. And yeah. they both have that little drag to them. And now I hear the same individual. <laughs> and I can't like it's 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 Barrett Brooks looking at Andy Dalton's eyebrows. I can't look or, or hear <laughs> Nick Sirianni. So so it's like it's, he's he's Gruden with a scruff. Yeah, he's right. a younger sounding Gruden. He's got a little more energy to well. him. Hopefully he ends up winning a Super Bowl in his first couple of years Let's as see. a head coach. Let's see, man. All right. <laughs> Let's see. It's unbelievable. Oh. oh, man. You know, I like to start the shower. I could see him saying that. I like to start the shower in the morning. Uh, they're super hot. <laughs> then I move it to the cold and see yeah. how much of uh, my body I can wash. And that's competition. I tell All you, right. that's competition. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I attacked this uh, head and shoulders shampoo, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I tell you what. Yeah, now see, I can't even tell you what. That's Gruden, and I don't know where he picked that up. It wasn't Sandusky. I tell you, nobody in Sandusky, Ohio, says I'll tell you what. <laughs> that must have been down somewhere, man. It wasn't in Philly either. Well, now is Sandusky? Is that near Dayton, where he went to college, Drew Gruden? Because there's a lot of guys that live or grew up in Southern Ohio, like yeah. down near the West Virginia, Kentucky area that do have a Southern accent. Yes. So, yeah. Dayton is like, 
That's well, kind of like west of Cincinnati, isn't there? Northeast of Cincinnati somewhere? Sandusky's on the lake, though, remember. Sandusky's on Lake Erie. Which oh, is okay. Where Jamestown is. It's oh, all right. Really, so it's up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Detroit, Detroit Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, I don't know how people in Fort Wayne sound. They probably sound normal. It, it's I, I don't know where this thing is. Like Young Youngstown, Ohio. You ever been to Youngstown? That's where Jaws yes. is. Uh, yeah. spent some yeah. time, right? A lot yeah. of people sound like that, too. Right. Yep, yep. Well, Youngstown also had like serious organized crime issue back in the day. A lot oh, of yeah. Well, because if you if you want to get away from the heat, yeah, from big cities, then you might go to Youngstown. Isn't DeBartolo oh. from there? The old the owner of the Niners Ooh. back in the day. Yep. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Speaking of organized, speaking of organized man. crime, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, did you see by the way this? Did you see, by the way, this trade that went down in the NFL? Yes, a great trade for, for the Rams, and it could yeah. end up being a really good trade for New England. They had a, a plethora of running backs. We had talked about it on this show we actually when did. they were doing the joint practices. Like they, they have like four or five deep of talent in the running back room, so it was expendable. He gets a fifth and a sixth, I believe, out of it. And I was telling Barrett before the show started, guarantee one of those picks is going to develop into somebody for the New England Patriots in, you know, next year or two. Yep. They absolutely. Yeah. Are. Yep. That's, yeah. It's amazing to see they are they're the running back factory, right? Yeah. <laughs> it used to be the linebacker. And factory. the Rams had the need because of that big injury a couple Huge weeks injury. ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, that was their that was their bell cow back last year. Yeah. Um, last year. So Ackerson, he's, he's um, what is it? Uh, Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Cam Akers yeah. 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 So you got Henderson yeah. and Michelle, and yeah, I don't know what. Here's another thing too. You're right there. They also, I was looking at this, the Rams threw more from the five-yard line in than anybody in the NFL. Really? Wow. Yeah. So like, dump-offs. Or, or just trying to work your guys in the end zone, whatever it may be. Like they, Not even the running backs, but they mm. just threw more. So I don't know why my shirt's off. But yeah, they threw more in, in that area. So hopefully they wise up to the game and run Michelle or something. I, I don't know, but it's crazy, man. Oh, white side. No, 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 we're not having that. No, <laughs> you say ro rotate the left tackles. My lot of plays first and second down. Diller plays third. And no, fourth. no, no, no. <laughs> I, can tell you what, I can see that. Somebody, I, I can see, hey, uh, you know, can we rotate these guys or what? <laughs> well, hey, George Hageman used to do that. Who? George Hageman. He was a lineman for the Eagles. Yeah, before yeah. he came to the Eagles, he played for Dallas. And, right. Um, He's the one Andy Reid cut. Yeah, right. made, right. him, made him do all that sled. Right. On a sled. He emasculated him. Yeah, and then yeah. cut him. Yeah. Like, no, you, you, you can work me hard or you can work me long, but you can't work me hard and long and then cut me. Right. <laughs> you can't do yeah. that. No. Yeah. I might have whooped I might have whooped Big Red's ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> It'd have been a rumble out there, bro. Oh, yeah. I think we, we pushed the sled. You're going to cut me right afterwards? Yeah. Oh, bro. No, that just, you just, you just, no, you ain't even kissing me then, man. You can at least kiss me. Right. You know what I'm saying? In just some sense. Come on, man. That was crazy. That was no, crazy. Man, I, that's wild. That is absolutely <laughs> wild. Uh, just looking at more of this now. Eagles have won the 11 on 11, dominating the Jets defense in red zone 11 on 11. So oh, they're going to go for They're not playing. Today. They're not playing. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've won every single practice. I, I put out this morning they were a seven and a half point favorite today at practice. Wow. 
Yeah, that's pretty big. I mean, that you got to take the Eagles there, right? Oh, I think, so. I think yeah. so. It's in practice, huh? Yeah, in practice. <laughs> I mean, they go 4 0. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think no team has gone undefeated and covered the spread in the history of joint practices. Yeah. This could be something. Maybe this, maybe we have overlooked, I guess, the true element of competition here. Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni not only wants to win these practices, but he wants to cover the spread. <laughs> Seven and a half. That's a pretty big number. It's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Illinois is not even getting that. Hey, I was I was trying to get action on the Jets side, Aton. I mean, what, sure. what do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> you got to call our buddy O'Leary. Maybe he's taking bets up there on the island. Right. right. Or, or, or Asman. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I wouldn't trust Asman as a book, though. You know, and I, I'll tell you, I don't know if uh, uh, Matt O'Leary and Jake Asman have been seen in the same room at the same time. Yeah, he he looks like a... Um, There's a resemblance. He looks like a little, uh, not filled out in the sense of like fat, but like, you know, it, it looks like what would happen if Jake Asman took, you know, two months of creatine and went to the gym. Right. It stayed out of Chipotle and actually yes. just like, on, was on a real protein diet. Now, to be fair, Jake is, is, you know, he's young enough to where he's got the metabolism of a teenager. Right. Of a so, gerbil. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not a big, like he's not a wide individual. No, no. He's no, no he's skinny. That's yeah. All. Our guest yesterday, Barrett uh, has a resemblance to Jake Asman. The stream bro, was noticing it too. Stream? Oh yeah. Bro. <laughs> Some of the stuff on the stream, man. They it don't was... miss a trick. <laughs> but they were killing them, man. Right. They? <laughs> oh, they were killing them, man. What I mean, killing them. Oh, just, I mean, just everything. Who did they say? Um, uh, keep on scratching. They say you look like the uh the groundhog. What? He's on scratch. <laughs> that's that's stupid. Can I just take a time out and say like that's that's dumb. I'd rather you not watch the show than right. Yes. Seriously. No. No. I think like, that I'd rather I mean, you just not watch this radio, TV, YouTube show. Come than on, sit man. there and rip our guests. No, I think that was in reference to yesterday when we were talking about Anthony. Because he does that, keep on scratching. Oh. You know, you know that, that was not in reference. <laughs> well, you can to rip Anthony O'Leary. Fine, he, you know, he can defend himself right in this, in this area, this market. But you know, yeah. Matt O'Leary comes on short notice. He's doing us a favor. He's talking about everything here. You don't need to rip the guy. I mean, my no. God, Parles is fun because he's one of us. Right. You know, like let's let's. Have Where has he been? Huh? How's he been? He's been he's been locking it up. He's well, gone. He, he works a show on Visa now during our uh, time. Yeah. So nobody's going to get up early and tape something with Jeff Parles, right? Right. No. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> Here we go. So no, he's he's on the bigger and better things, man. He's not even with Booking anymore. He's with Visa. This guy's done a bunch. Wow. So he's gone yeah. back to Visa now. Well, I guess he's working with Sean King, oh, who, okay. we sh- who we should really get on. Because Sean's doing some great stuff in the sports betting world with Veasan, mm. so yeah, I think that would be. I'm trying to get them both back to where we can get like a double hit. Because I know Jeff would have some fun with us, but also to bring Sean on. Did you ever play with Sean? I felt like has played for as many teams as you, right, Barrett? Sean, Sean O'Hare? King, Sean King, former quarterback, not with, Sean King. He the, was with no, right not, not the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he he went to Tulane. He played with the Tampa Bay right. Bucks and a couple uh, of other teams, right? I never played with him, no. No. Well, I feel like you guys overlapped in the league, right? Yeah, of course. You know, we played in the East West Shrine game together. See, there you well, go. Well, there you go. Bury the lead, man. Ah, da, da. Ah, da, da. Wow, he only played <laughs> six years, and he, didn't, he barely even played that sixth year. I felt like right. Sean King was in the league for a long time. Was he with the Jets, too? 
No. So no, he came in with yeah. Tampa in 99, and he right. played four – he played four games – three, pardon me. Starting two, played three in his final year in Arizona. Arizona. In 2004. Okay. Now, remember, that was – yeah, it was 6-10, and 10, Denny Green. When was the – when was the crown – wasn't that when Denny was at – When he was – At Arizona? When he's talking about the Bears, right? Yeah, when he's talking about the Bears, yeah. Yeah. And we let him off the Crown damn hook. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we took the damn field. Yeah. That was classic, man. <laughs> Love that guy. He's no longer with us. No. No, he's not. Yeah. No, he no, was no, great. No. That was amazing. He was great. Oh, man. He, he got a prolific wide receiver and Larry Fitzgerald, you know, plugging oh, yeah. right from Pittsburgh. Yep. Yep. And then they, they made that one run. Eagles embarrassed themselves that year. Yeah, that was 08. Yep. I still yep. remember that one year where they were on the, the co-Madden cover. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, has yep. anybody out there played Madden? Because I'm supposed to do this paid review, and I wonder if I should just not do it. I don't I don't have Madden. I don't I have know a, you. I don't have any of those gaming systems. <laughs> Trust me, I yeah. I, although it was a generalized question <laughs> with a wide net cast, you were excluding not, me. Yes, yeah. I didn't it want was to exclude me also. Well, look, I don't know. Maybe somebody brought the system over or maybe you your know, grandson has yeah, the exactly, system. Right? There I, is four or five systems in this house, and I have yet to pick up one. Is that right? What yeah, do you my, have in the house? My son has um like the 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 PlayStations, the PS. all that stuff. Five? If you have the new one in your house and you're not, then I'm going to come over and just take it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he has the new one, no. Okay. He, has the one before, he, he has the one before that one. He's out of the house. Yeah. What'd you say? I thought your son is out of the house. But all this, see, I almost cussed. All this stuff is still here. Hmm. Well, half his stuff is still here. So like you know half my kids' PS5. stuff is still here. Nobody's leaving a PS5 around like they're leaving an old hoodie. No. No. Okay. Yes, PS4. My daughter has a PS4. She has the um what's that other system that they have? The other gaming system? Xbox? Yeah. Xbox, you know, the new Xbox One. I mean, all that stuff. They had all that stuff. But they don't have, you know, they they, they just use them to surf the net, you know, watch watch porn. watch YouTube porn. with no, yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey man, porn is an equal opportunist. <laughs> Porn so never turns anybody down. Basically, Barrett's son is using the house as a storage facility. Correct. Not just him, though. Oh. My daughter's, too. Well, they just I... leave. They just left it. There. I'm like, yo. <laughs> and then they, hold on. This is the bad part. They left their room without cleaning it up. Ah, see? So then, I, you know, I had, I, had, I had somebody come in and clean their rooms up. And every once in a while, they'll come back to grab something. Mm-hmm. And they'll mess it up and leave. And nobody's home when they do it. I never catch them when they're doing it. Hmm. Never. So that's the problem right there. I got a I got a ring and my son tried to get in the door and the rings. I whoa, 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 whoa what you doing? Oh, the ring doorbell. Yeah, yeah, the ring doorbell. I'm on the phone. Yeah. Oh, what you doing, man? Oh, hey, Pops, I had to come get this. Oh, I'm telling you right now. You better clean up that mess when you mess up, bro. You better do it, man. Oh, I got you, Dad. The first <laughs> and only time he's ever cleaned up after himself before he left. Oh, that was first it. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever thrown anything out? Um, no. Why don't you have a garage sale or something? I need to. You know, threaten them with a garage sale. Either you come get it, or uh, <laughs> you know, the you know the boss lady and I are going to have a yard sale. No, you know, yard sale. I'm just taking drop it off with one of those um one of those drop them clothing drops for you know. <laughs> Look, if it's something that that I can Excuse. use, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> Not clothes. I'm saying like I said, like don't give a system out. Right. 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 My I'll son left for you. 
my son left. I mean, my grandson left this little this little game thing. I bought him. He left it here. He said, and he keeps going, Papa, why don't you send it to me? Can you send it to me now? I'm like, dude, you 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 left it here. But Papa, can you send it to me though? No, you wait till you come back up and get it. Now, John Dickerson on the stream speaking truth here. He says, Harry doesn't have a gaming system, but his joystick still gets action. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Who says joystick? Though? Come on. You still have a rotary phone at the house, too? No, that's what yeah. he, he – I didn't make that up. He put that on, a, on his post. Oh, that's great. All right, we got to take a quick one here. And back in three across the board, we're live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Law Studios. So, reminder, if – what's going on? Oh, there? man. How did that happen? Who is that? You or Barrett? Yeah, it's, no, it's me. Oh, jeez. All right, we're I, back. I hate to do it. <laughs> wow. Hold on. Had the volume on. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. 
Try it on at GoArmy.com. Riley Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so Matt Mullen's going to come on and talk about this article that came out about Howie Roseman. Yeah, from the Athletic, right? Yeah, the least trusted general manager in the sport here. Mm-hmm. Well, look, it's one thing if you're Bill Belichick or if you're technically, I guess it's John Schneider, right, up in Seattle. Yeah. Where, you know, you have a strong history of winning games consistently. Right. Right. So th- the point being is that Howie Roseman needs to be a GM to pull this team out of whatever they are right now. Rebuild, reset, reload, whatever it is, mm-hmm. re hyphen something, right? Right. So, something. Yeah. yeah. However you want to define it, you know, you're right. Yeah. I think Belichick was number one on this list last year when they did right. this survey. Right. And, and that's the thing where you have to be able to work some sort of trade, some sort of tack. You have to be able to improve your situation. And mm-hmm. this isn't even like Sam Hinkie, who scammed the same guy in Vladi Divac like six times in a row, and then everybody else is like, nah, man, we don't want to deal with this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this comes off more so as they just don't want to talk to Howie. Like, I, I, there's a, There seems like a level of disrespect in this as opposed to maybe last year, Harry, to your point about it being Bill Belichick, where it's like, we just don't want to get gamed by. Yeah. Well, I find it funny too that that some of the people in this survey were agents. Agents are liars too. That's all they right. do is lie. They get paid right? to lie, and they're representing their players. And you know, Drew Rosenhaus is he, if his mouth is open, he's lying. You know, it's part of the job, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, lie, right? Yeah. Sure, they do. I mean, we have we have reports every week coming out of the Novacare. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. week. But that hurt. That hurts you as a you know as as an organization because if you're a free agent, man, yeah, you you're gonna say, all right, you know, I want to go where the most money is. But I mean, if if you're dealing with somebody with a forked tongue, it, it's tough to really trust it. And 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 a player will sometimes say, you know what? Never mind, I won't do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. As we as we see right now, it used to be that it was the exact opposite. Right. Like when he when he when he went out and signed Alshon, when he's you know they, he was the number one free agent wide receiver that year, but he was able to get him here, you know. So guys trusted him that they were going to get a deal worked out if they came to the team. Yeah. Now they don't trust that. It'd be hard pressed to find a guy come to this team. I like the way that you know that how he wheels and deals and trades and moves around the board on draft day. I just wish he was better at evaluating talent at the yes. top of the board. Yes, right. or yeah. or relying on people, obviously giving people the autonomy. This you know the scouts to actually help him pick the players rather than you know just doing what he and the owner want to do. That was so telling with the uh, you know with the Dickerson pick. I mean, not the Dickerson pick. Was it was it Williams? Yeah. When they wanted a DB, and mm-hmm. instead they got Williams instead. Right. Oh yeah, and you had that, that so little telling. situation in there with yeah, Tom that Donahoe. Was so telling. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you get was... stuff like that, but right. still, though, they forced his ass out of there. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. This is yeah. life, man. 
Yeah. But you can't yeah. continue to be. You can't continue to think you can do business like that, and 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 think you can, you know, mold a team. I mean, one of the quotes here from one of these agents in this survey: "Howie will do what Howie needs to do." I say that with tremendous reverence, but I don't trust him. End quote. <laughs> I don't know. He should have. He said in quote. He should have said, "I don't know." After that, right, right, right. <laughs> no, that's true. But it just so, so happens that all that stuff isn't working right now. Yep. The town evaluation is not there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a lot about you know second round, you know second round picks. When you when you draft a second round pick, that guy has to play. Right. You know what I'm saying? He has to come in and be a contributor. Mm-hmm. You know, whichever way is it special teams or whatever, he has to come in and play. It's not like you could take a year off. And all our second round picks, with the exception of Goddard and Miles Sanders, what? Most of them been taking years off and and hurts. Jay Jaw and Sidney Jones is elsewhere <laughs> playing, by the way. Yes, right, right, you know. right. You know, so I mean, it's, their history isn't good right now with 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 their draft picks. You know, the Dillard pick in the first round looks like it's total bust material, right? It doesn't look like yeah. it is what it is. And and again, yeah, I, I just I don't understand that at all. The the mentality of not naming a starter. It reeks like the same crap that we got with not naming Jalen Hurts a starter. Mm-hmm. Like, who is this guy? Right. He was a, he was an offensive coordinator that people couldn't pick out of a lineup after he was introduced here. Right. Like he was introduced <laughs> and people still didn't know who the hell he was. And he's coming in like he's reinventing the game. When in fact it might be the defensive coordinator might be the real genius in this whole in this whole crew. Well, why? I guarantee you that in a year, you're going to hear some report about how Gannon was walking the halls and is telling the guys, don't worry, this is going to be my team. Like we heard with Jim Schwartz. He's going to vulture him. Exactly. Yeah. The exact same way. <laughs> exactly. I'm it's telling you. The exact same with him. Yeah. Well, the, the difference there, though, is, is that Schwartz actually had head coaching experience before right. that. Well, but, right. Uh, Gannon but, would, yeah. was being mentioned, though. Yeah, I know. He was getting I know. mentioned as a head coach. Yeah. I don't know. I know Joe Banner's a big fan of Mr. Gannon. Is that right? Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, he likes to insert himself in the conversation via Twitter. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Very active. Oh, him, him and Seth active. go at it. Him and Seth oh, go at it oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. What's he going at it with Seth about? Everything. <laughs> you know, as far as, you know, um, um, if a player's not playing or, I mean, Let's just discussing what we're talking about as far as guys not playing in the preseason. They go back and forth about that all the time. You know, Joe Banner did so much damage, so much PR damage to the Philadelphia Eagles that I, I think, and this is back when it was really like, you know, IP and, and to a lesser extent what we were doing. But even talking about before that, before that's just back when Harry was on AM radio, right? When Banner <laughs> right. was in charge there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Joe Banner did so much damage to the name and the reputation internally here in the city of the Philadelphia Eagles because he insisted on being the face of news and information. Mm-hmm. And he insisted on being out in front of the cameras and going on Howard Eskin's radio show and doing all these other things. He couldn't talk to people. He didn't know how to talk to the average individual. And it's not a knock on him who he is, but He's this intellectual who lives in the clouds when it comes to speaking to regular individuals, regular people. We have a ton of just regular Joes and Janes in this city. He had no idea how to connect. So he came off like, I'm smarter than you and you're better off because it. And so many people turned to that Negadelphia mentality because they were just put off. If you had just put like an actor 
in yeah. front of the cameras, it would have done better. Like, what's that dude's name on that football show in the morning who picks us like every two years and the entire city loves him because oh, yeah. he picks uh, our squad? Kyle something? Kyle Brandt. Kyle Brandt. Yeah, Thank yeah, yeah. Right? He's actually good on that show. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. knocking him. I just, I forgot his name. Like you right. get him out there to pull an actor out or something like that. Get Barrett Brooks out there. Was he in the real world at, at one point? Was that where he was? Oh, uh, I, I don't I think know. He I, was in one of the real world. I don't want to assume seasons. that. I'll look it up. That's, one, that's one. That's an accusation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to. You, you, are you kidding me? You would have taken that. If the real world 42 comes no. to you tomorrow, you're taking no. the gig. I'm not taking everything. All right. This is, I, you know, I apply my time. Oh, like prove it. Right. <laughs> well, I can't right now. I just saw that. you tweet the other day that you I got know. three more gigs coming one's, up. One's coming in the next day. Watch out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We're back in three. Matt Mullen from the Philly Voice next. I'm telling you. Yeah. He was in the real world Chicago. I didn't think I made that up. Dude, I'm telling you, you get Bokeem Woodbine out there, and absolutely, the entire city of Philadelphia is sitting there listening. Okay, okay. Yeah, man, this this guy has suffered death in 50 different movies, being the mm. first guy out. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to misery. All right? <laughs> Maybe not the movie Misery, huh? but yes. I love that movie. What's <laughs> uh, James Caan, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, is that an all-timer? Well, like, where would you put Misery... On the all-time list of James Conn roles, Matt Mullen. Ooh. Uh, I haven't seen it. Really? You haven't seen it? Oh, you got to watch seen that. It, no. Yeah, that's a good movie. No. Misery I mean, I would today? Does it? I don't know. I mean, is, is there a cancelable moment that uh, Kathy Bates has where everybody's like, you can't say that now? Well, that, that would make me want to watch it more if I hadn't seen it. <laughs> that's well... <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. you never saw Misery, where James Caan is the author, kidnapped yeah, I mean, by. I know the Stephen King story, like yeah. I know what Misery is. Yeah, but I know I've never seen the movie. And I've seen the family, I've seen the Family Guy like spoof of it with Stewie, where Brian <laughs> writer and Stewie captures him. But I've never seen the actual movie. So wow, okay. I actually saw that man. I actually saw that man. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize that. Okay. Okay. Now we have. All right. <laughs> now, let's see. We've got a couple of minutes before we're back. What have you, I, I, I wrote this on the column for this week, and I'm trying to determine if it's worth it. Have you heard anything positive about the new Madden? Anything oh, at all? I know. No, I know Evan has a copy of it, and he's played it. Um I mean, he's kind of down on it because the Eagles aren't very good. So it's well, kind of not as fun as it normally. But I would think – I feel like Hertz is the kind of player who makes Madden fun. Like when you have a quarterback who can scramble and stuff. That's why Vic was so awesome back in the day to play with. Um, but I know last year he was real down on it. Like he wrote a thing, a whole thing about um, how Madden can get better and all these changes that they need to make and stuff like that. But I, don't, I haven't heard the same this year. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. See? It's just trying to figure that one out. That's all. Yeah, because I mean, he was saying, you know, they keep putting out these new games every year where they charge you all this money and they're not changing everything from anything from year to year. It's essentially mm -hmm. the same game, just with updated rosters, and different and, packaging. You know. Yeah, right. yeah, but it's still the same like engine that's driving the game. Everything's right. pretty much the same. Well, I don't so. know how to play games. Yeah. See, I, I I got this. Look, I don't even know how to turn this thing on. I'm looking at. I don't like, even have that. 
what is what you that? Gonna, a Game Boy? That's no Nintendo Switch. Yeah, which my grandson and like he left it here, and I don't even know how to turn it on. I, I'm looking at it and like. Well, you fat do? finger that thing anyway. Right, right yeah. look. You know? <laughs> my head is bigger than the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a great point. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Matt Mullen joining us from the Philly Voice. At Matt underscore Mullen is how you can follow him on Twitter. And... We were talking, as you know, a little bit earlier in the day, just this morning as well on the show, about this piece that you came out with from The Athletic about Howie Roseman being the least trusted. Is that the accurate phrasing of what's happening? The yeah, youth? I believe that was the question. Which which GM do you trust the least, I mm. believe, was how they worded it. And we got Roseman as number one. Now, as Harry mentioned, Belichick was number one last year. So and there's always two this year, yeah. And he's number two this year, number right, two. right? Right. So, but but I feel like there are different means to the same end, which is Roseman one, Belichick two. Is that accurate? You think? Yeah. So yeah, why? Well, is- I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Also, real quick, Belichick also got votes under the most trusted. Hmm. And Roseman did not. Correct. No. No. Not. Not a one. Wait, oh, wow, so wow, wow. Why? Why is Howie Roseman the least trusted general manager in all of baseball or football? Uh, sorry. I'm placing well, I a think right now. I think one, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing to be untrustworthy, no. at least at least if that's how agents are viewing you. I don't think right. your own employees should view you that way. I don't think the people who work for you, the people who you work with. I'd heard you guys mention the thing that happened at the at the draft this year where there was a clear disagreement behind the scenes. So I think that's okay. Now, why is he that way? Um, you know he's active. You know he likes to check in on everyone. The Eagles are always linked to every player. who. Some of that's us in the media doing that, sure. But a lot of that is the information that's coming out, the reporters are getting, and then passing along to everyone else. Um, so I think when you're going to be involved and show interest in that stuff, there's a level of you know, he's probably not interested in all these guys that he's showing interest in. He might just be doing it to drive up the price. He might be doing it to screw over another team. Um, but I think when you're that active, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be doing a lot of two-faced, double-sided, double-talk kind of things. Uh, and I, I feel like that's, that's probably why they think that. Well, that's, that's the thing, Matt. It's like he deals in a two-faced, double-sided world with these agents who are also right. two-faced and double-sided. And I find right. it funny that they're the ones there so untrustworthy, too, right. in, the, right. in their world are calling him untrustworthy. It's right. like well, they were, cattle. To be fair, they were, at, they were asked that <laughs> right, question. Right, right, right. It wasn't like they just came out of nowhere blasting him. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. But let's ask but, GMs who the least trustworthy agents are. I'm sure you're going to f- find some right. common oh, names yeah. that we all know, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't want their name, like, you know, they can't put a name on it because they don't want to ruin. They'll say this guy's untrustworthy and then turn around and do a deal with them 10 minutes later exactly. because they have to. Right, right. right. Well, what, 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 were there players voting? Did ha- they have any me- um, metrics? Um, did they have just any agents. Mes- just no, agents. Just agents. Yeah. Just so, agents. I mean, that's, that's, that's all relative then, you know, because exactly. That's why I don't, from think an organizational standpoint, even the organization doesn't like it, though. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's the there's the biggest problem. The organization doesn't like it. You know, so it's almost like um, you know, separation of of of, of you know, 
religion and state. You know, that's what I'm kind of feeling right now when it comes to what they're trying to accomplish with the organization. Right. You know, is this going to, you know, it used to be that the Eagles were a destination point for free agents. Now, not so much. You know, so as they go forward, how are they going to rectify this? How are they going to fix this going forward? How can he get this stench off of them? I think winning cures everything. I mean, oh, that makes you I, a destination I, yeah. again, right? Like that, that right teams want to be there. Um, I think you saw that a little bit uh, before the Super Bowl in those years where the Eagles were kind of on the rise. It seemed like they were. it was a little bit easier for them to get the right free agents to kind of build the team. Now it's a little bit tougher for them with teams knowing that, you know, when your owner comes out and admits that your team's in transition – it, yes. You know, guys who are chasing rings, established veterans who want to contribute to a winning team, they're not going to want to come there. So I don't know how much of uh, you probably would know this more than obviously more than I would, how that like mental calculus goes when you're looking to sign a team. And I'm sure it's different from guy to guy, but, you know, how much you trust the organization, the people involved there versus how badly you want to win versus how much they're, they're going to pay you. I'm sure there's all kinds of, you know, calculations you have to do in your Absolutely. mind. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know where – I mean, that, that's a question I have for you. Where does that – how trustworthy other people think the organization is, how important is that to you as a player? And, you know, it's at the extremes, you know, when you're really young going into the league and when you're an older player in the league, you know, in between, it's, it's, you know, it's a little better because, you, you know, you feel it's going to make your money. But when you when you first get in the league, you need to have that trust in the organization that they're going to mold you. But then later on in your career, you want to have that trust. All right, I'm going to trust the organization. Go treat me right. I'm at the tail end of my career, you know. So, you know, that's you know that's where that's where you are as far as trust is. That's when you have the most trust in the organization at those two extremes. But in the middle, man, where guys are trying to make their money, guys are trying to make a mark. It's tough, man. At this point, looking at what Howie has done here lately, from a player standpoint, I look at it. I mean, I don't see. I don't see anything, you know, as far as him doing them dirty. I think he does the players right. I mean, he keeps guys here longer than they should be. Um, he brings yeah, guys in. He signs them back. For from a player's standpoint, he does the players the right way. So you you be hard pressed to find a you know a guy that really, with the exception of Ertz right now. Right, we should have and, a Zach right, Ertz right, weigh right. in on that survey. <laughs> That's what I was right. just going to say. Good point. Ertz, you know, so we send the Ertz. I mean, you look at everybody else. He signed guys, brought guys back, and extended guys that shouldn't even really been extended or shouldn't have been brought back. And But he's helped those guys out a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, one of the knocks against Howie is that he's too loyal to his own guys, like you said, and keeps guys along, especially yep. people who were part of that Super Bowl team, Jason keeps them Peters. around probably longer, yeah. Yeah, exactly, longer yeah. than they probably should be. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good point. Like maybe – Maybe it is only externally that he's viewed this way and internally people trust him a lot more because, you know, but, but again, you, you do see there have been situations in the past, specifically when Chip Kelly was here and stuff like that, where I'm sure there was stuff going behind the scenes that wasn't, you know, great. <laughs> I thought this was interesting too, uh, about the off season. They asked these agents to grade the off season, like who had a good one, who had a bad one. And one of the guys, the Eagles got a couple of votes, but one was quoted as saying, I'd be suspicious of the Sirianni coaching hire if a press conference determines his fate. In that market, is he going to be gased? Gased is a head coach who's chewed up and spit out by the local media and fan base who desperately wants to win. Gase stunk. Wow. Yeah. What are you, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about, Gased? He was atrocious. Yeah. 
Well, we don't it's know if this guy's gonna be bad either, though. Well, I know, but I mean, like to say Gase, like Gase got ro- got wronged. He was right. awful. Oh, right, he deserved right. to be right. fired. Gase yeah. didn't get right. wronged. Right. right, right. It makes it seem like, oh, you got Gase, man. That's that's too bad. Well, that's like, a great you, adjective to really you know, explain yeah. that, but yeah. yeah, I think he did it to himself. You know, production. You know, I mean, look at look at Belichick. Belichick is one of the worst SOBs as far as you know, uh, uh, you know, for media and and mm-hmm. you know everybody else. But you know, his production outweighs all that. Wait, Jimmy Sexton is his agent. So was Jimmy Sexton that guy? Uh, off- oh, Gase. Yeah, that, maybe that comes up as I, I don't know if he still is. I don't know yeah. what the hell Gase is even doing right now. What is he doing? I'm not sure. No idea. CAA. There you go. So they represented this is CAA for you. They represented Douglas. They represented the head coach. They represented the quarterback at the time and Sam Darnold. And they wow. also represented about six or seven people talking about that team on local and national television. Wow. Crazy how CAA just. Wow. Yeah, Incestuous. Yes. All these yeah. different levels. Wow. Um, so, so, okay. What is, and Barrett brings up an interesting point here. What's the, if there are any ramifications from this that you, you think, like, is this just a talking point now? Or do you think that I can't imagine Eagles would ever address it, but do you think that there is some damage that's done as a result of this, like agents, or do you think people just look at it internally in the NFL? Like, look, it's just agents and they're, they have their ax to grind with guys like Roseman, whatever it may be. I would think it's mostly that. I, I think they look at it just like media commentary on stuff, you know, this noise that's out there, but I don't think they're going to let it affect any of their decision makings or, or how they view Howie Roseman. And I mean, like you had read some of the quotes earlier, if you read what the agents are actually saying, they don't seem to feel that him being, uh, you know, snaky or sharky or however you want to phrase it is, is a bad thing. Right. Um, and I think as long as he's getting the job done that, that Lori wants done, I think Lori's fine with it. If, if he has to be a little, you know, a little sleazy or two-faced or whatever when dealing with agents and stuff, because that is the way that world operates. Aton, you'll be glad to know that Adam Gase is currently the offensive coordinator for Lincoln High School in Ypsilanti, Michigan, his (laughs) old hometown. I kid you not. Ypsilanti. I guarantee you that Ypsilanti is famous for something. Like the first hot dog ever sold, or you know something along those. The first rubber tire ever rolled out. A guarantee. What is it? Ypsilanti. Yeah, it's it's Y P S I L A N T I. I think there's a college there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Watch, like like one of those Eastern Western Michigan type schools or something. That can't be right, man. Eastern Michigan University. Eastern. That's where Charlie Batch went to college. Yeah, yeah. It's still Ypsilanti. He's, he's not even the head coach. No, he's, he's an offensive, offensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, look at this. Ypsilanti has played an important role in the automobile industry. There From you go. From 1920 to 22, Apex Motors produced the Ace. The Ace car. It's an Ypsilanti Preston Tucker. Designed and built the prototypes for the Tucker 48. See? Wow. The story See, you was signed on to this, Matt. You signed on to this, man. Yeah. Oh, we Matt knows. Matt, know, Matt knows that. everything I, I that goes that. on in this show. He's <laughs> well aware of how we do what we do. Francis Ford Coppola used his story in the film Tucker, the man in his dream. Wow. Incredible. 45, the Willow B, the Willow Run B-24 Liberator Bomber Plant from Ford Motor Company. Right there. Uh, there's political history. Yeah, of course. 
In the early 70s, along with neighboring city Ann Arbor, the citizens reduced the penalty for the use and sale of marijuana to $5. Ahead of the game, they well, were. They were visionaries. Absolutely. <laughs> I like this town. 1809, trading post established by French-Canadian Gabriel Godfroy from Montreal. Eastern wow. Michigan, founded in 1849. I'm telling mm. you, this, this town has history. The and, Michigan and, Fire. Adam Gase, is that on there? No, Adam Gase's hometown of Adam Gase. I wonder if there's like a plaque as you drive into Ypsilanti on one of the roads. It's probably been taken down. Right. <laughs> Wait a well, second. Bro, notable people. Yeah. Sorry, Barrett. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I, ha I have the notable people here, by the way. And unfortunately for us, Adam Gase is on this. Now, there are about seven or eight people ahead of him. Mm. But that's it. Go ahead, Barrett. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, how could you not be the head coach, but you're the offensive coordinator? I, I don't just understand that, man. He doesn't want the responsibility of being the CEO of a high school football team because you probably had to be a chemistry teacher too in order to get the head coaching job. He's <laughs> he's just weaseling his way in there and trying to get you know be an OC and then hopefully he vultures the Michigan State op offensive coordinator and right. takes that job. That's how these guys work. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Come on, man. It has been said that Ypsilanti is the Brooklyn to Ann Arbor's Manhattan. Wow. There you have it. Oh, uh, there you go. Monaghan has a chapter titled A Sappy Girl from Ypsilanti in his 2005 book, A Man Without a Country. Jeez. Francis Ford Coppola, Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, seriously. Who knew? Yeah, really. I, what Didn't I tell you? As soon as yep. he mentioned that town, it, it's just these towns all have something to them, like some crazy history. Bob Sutton. Iggy Pop is from Ypsilanti. So is Bob Sutton, by the way. The current D.C. for the Chiefs. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Iggy Pop is a, a, an icon in punk music. Is he still? Oh, yeah, from the 70s? Oh, yeah. I thought he was more like a commercialized version of Pop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> like He's called the, the godfather of punk. Is he? Not the Philly godfather. No, no, no. You're right. He is called the godfather. Yes. Oh, he grew up in the Coachville trailer park. There you go. Lot that's, 963423 on That's Parker like eight Road. mile up there. That's yeah, the Ypsilanti yeah. version of eight mile. All right, Iggy, you better take your ass on back to eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, let me ask you this, man. When, when you, when, Barrett's going to redirect back right. to football. Here we go. Right. Good. Right, I'll tell you what, we've got a break. Hold on. We're okay. We've got a break on the network. We're back in three on Sports Map Radio. Go ahead. I mean, get it back to football. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Well, when you when when they did this evaluation, they did this. You know, did they did they give any you know adjectives as far as you know how they explained who he is as a person? I mean, what what were the you know like did they have like direct questions? They did interview him, or did they just have like a you know you know a yes no form? Are you like him? Yes, you trust him? No. I mean, how how to go about that? I'm pretty sure it was open ended questions. It says it was just a 23 question survey. Oh. Um, that they sent to them. Um, and uh, they, they had some quotes. They I guess they pulled a selection of the best. Some people might have just put a name in. Some people might have put a name and then a little more information. So um, someone said, he's always playing both sides at all times. He's not dishonest. He's a hedger. Always make sure he has a side deal. Um, I know, I think Harry read the one earlier that, you know, how he'll do it, how he needs to do. I say that with tremendous reverence, but I don't trust him. Um, well, this I mean, that's, one is, that's true. Hedging, I mean, that's that's I mean, that's a yeah. job. That's the job. Yep, yeah. yep. 
um, this is easy. He tells you one thing and does the opposite. You can tell him something and say it stays with us. And then three or four people are hitting me up about what we discussed. It doesn't yeah. make him a bad guy, but there's no transparency. Um, so that's, so, it, yeah. that's what they said about him? Yep, that was or stuff is, they said about Howie. So things oh. you say to him in confidence, he just tells everybody. That, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can't do that, man. That's, oh, no, that, that. that's probably yeah. the most damning thing yes. out that they say on there. Yeah. Right. Um, right. You can't do that. No. No, that's. Oof. So when you, you, know, trust. if you do, you got to be better about it. You can't right. let it get back to you like that, you know? Right. Right. So I'm thinking trust. I'm thinking trust as far as, all right, not, you know, you know, not signing a guy when he says he's going to sign him. But when you're talking about, you know, things that are said in confidence and then you, you know, you hear about it later on that you can't, you can't, Oh, you can't do that, man. You know I mean? It's, I mean, could you imagine a player saying something to him? Hey man, you know, don't say this. And then you tell Howie, and then Howie goes and tells it to three other players, bro. You're, 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 you're done. You're done in that yeah. locker room, man. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Or even, I mean, you're an agent and you call up Howie and you say, Hey, we're looking to, um, you know, this stays between us. We're shopping this player. Do you have any interest? What What would you be willing to offer? And then, you know, he only calls Howie and then three other GMs call him up. Hey, I heard you're shopping this guy. Hey, right, I heard you're shopping right, this right, guy. Right. Like hey. that, then that messes up that other GM and how he's trying to work. And I get that's all part of the game and that's what they're supposed to, you know, maybe not what they're supposed to do, but how business is done. Um, but yeah, no, you don't want to be, you know, betraying people's uh, trust like that. Right. That's crazy, man. Because I mean, can you imagine though? Hey, man, we're trying to get Deshaun. You know, we're shopping Deshaun. Don't tell anybody, man. But I mean, he likes a little digital every once in a while. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not an analog man. He's a digital man. <laughs> Make sure you say the last name. Back will sue you for that. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studio. Not an analog guy. <laughs> nope. Straight digital, homie. All right, Matt Millen is uh, Matt Millen. No, sorry. That's that's like that's the worst thing too, because now people are going to question your judgment if they hear Matt Millen, right? Because he had the worst judge, contrary to what Barrett may say about his guy. He had, the worst, guy. He had the worst judgment in the history of judge. Like, where would Matt Millen be ranked? As far as least, tr probably like the most trusted because you know you could get over on him, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Matt underscore Mullen, of course, on Twitter, how you follow him, Philly Voice, the Philly Voice. Are you excited for Friday night? Maybe just to get done with the preseason? Just get it over with. Um, yeah. You know, I'm excited if Hertz and Smith are going to play. I'm excited to see them on the field at the same time. Beyond that, think? Do I think they're going to play? Yes. Um, I agree with Aton that Hurts should, but I don't think. I think mm. he – the fact that he hasn't said it yet makes me think that it's not going to be. Yeah, it's crazy too. We yeah. talked about that at length yesterday, and I, I, I don't know if we see this elsewhere. And I'll always concede the point, which is if we see this elsewhere, then maybe they're on to something, but – it's just like this is a really hard league to buck trends on unless you have all world talent to get right. away with it, right? Like yeah. it's super hard to buck trends. Oh yeah. And and not just hard, but it takes a certain mental fortitude to do to be like, no, everyone's doing this, but I'm gonna do it differently. Um yeah. so I think it's a combination of that and having the 
the, the special talents to be able to do that. All right, we're back at the top of the next hour here on Sports Map. Matt, appreciate you, brother. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, man. Have Thanks, a great nice time. You got it, brother. All right, we're you back. Too. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right. All right. All right. Howie, man, being slimy, man. That's yep. It's all right. It's crazy, isn't it? Though, like, hard to not believe. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of like I almost expect it. Right. Well, you know what? And me and how we get along. You know what I'm saying? We get along yeah. very well. You know, I, I I I talk to him every time I see him. 
you know, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't. He he looks like you know he he might be that guy. You know, what I'm <laughs> he, he does look like it, but I mean, me and him have always been straight up, man. We've been one hundred. You know, we we talk all the time, man. You know, when I, when we see each other, like on right. the field and whatnot. Mm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Wow. So, but you know, I don't I don't deal with him in a professional standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Right. True. It's more so in passing. That is. But like true. I said, man, when you look at it, I I I I think players love him. Not necessarily love him, but they like that he uh. If he if he finds a little favor in you, he'll keep you around. Yep. You on his good side, he'll keep you around. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> what what are you cooking up over there? A parlay? No, 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 no. I told you I got two announcements I'm gonna have to make in the next two days. So oh yeah. I'm trying to get press releases and all out. Yeah. Wow. I'm coming for Barrett's job in a minute there. There you go. Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> They're not gonna replace you with me. <laughs> find another player. Although the the everybody up, up there who ignored me is gone. Oh yeah. No no no. I'm I'm very comfortable and entrenched in uh, where I am at 29. That's that's part of what I'm doing actually. So I'll be on game day and uh, weekly with Good Day doing props and lock stuff. So nice. Yes sir. And then there's a uh, post game stuff I got to announce too. But I don't want to get in Barrett's way, man. I don't want to pull people away from Barrett watching Barrett. <laughs> you have to watch me, unfortunately, but on a different outlet. So that's good. That's what's up, man. We'll see. We'll see. That's what's up. Sunday, man. I'm just trying to keep my Sundays to where I can watch football. How come OnlyFans hasn't done a weekly drop of NFT? What What are they waiting on? I'm getting mm. in on this Osaka stuff, by the way, today. I could not get no, I don't know anybody. It's like winning the lottery. I don't know anybody. If there's anybody on the stream that got the Gretzky or Brady, then my God, you won the lottery. But mm. this NFT thing, it's just it's the easiest way. Like you don't have to do anything. You go in there, you get a number. If you're fortunate enough to buy one, you buy it, and then immediately people are gonna pay you five to ten times the value of it. Immediately, I just don't get it. No, I have no idea either. Yeah. Like the top shot thing came out, but now this is all about the drops. That's why OnlyFans should do this. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, second hour here. As we still have, I guess we have a baseball game tonight. I don't know if anybody's watching that. You know, I watched the final inning of last night's game uh, with that hammer dude on the hill with the crazy hair and the glasses. And he got through an inning. They're down 3-1, and here comes Raul Muto to lead off the next inning. And I'm just – I was just like, you know, there's no way they're going to come back here in the ninth inning and beat this Tampa Bay team. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they, they just wither. You know, they didn't know – I think they got a guy on base, but you just knew. Hoskins pinch hit. Now, Hoskins comes back off the DL, right? Yeah. Plays one game against the – what was it? The Padres. Hit a couple of home runs. Then they have a day off, and now he's, he's not in the lineup the next day. Why is that? Uh, is he still he was good know. enough to pinch hit but they didn't play right. so instead right. of having four at bats or more he had one well that's uh, it yeah yeah i just don't get it is so he, he hit a couple home runs too yeah 
Yeah, he had two home runs in his in the first game back. Is he back tonight? I have no idea. I don't know if the lineups have been released yet. Wow. But I'm just like, like we ripped, you know, these NBA players. I'm sure Hoskins probably wanted to play. I don't think he just took himself out. But but where, where's is that analytics at work? Uh, more than likely, probably. Yeah, you know, probably right. This yeah. team is just immersed itself in numbers and analytics to the point where it's like, all right, go to the computer program and tell us what to do. Yeah. You know? I mean, but you got a you got a night out of Ranger Suarez and company where you held the Tampa Bay Rays to three runs, and that's reasonable. They just can't hit, right? And it was supposed to be their strong suit going into the season. Yeah, yeah it's tough to watch a team. I mean, I, you know that just can't hit. I mean, that's just no. you know entertain me. Hitting, hitting is entertaining. I know great pitching is too, but Jesus, you know, scratch out four or five runs on a nightly basis, and I might watch your games. Right, right. Give you something to watch. Yeah. yeah. You know, people people will watch for 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 at least scoring. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it doesn't have to all bad. be home runs either. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, I'm back on the Longmire bandwagon. I'm oh, almost yeah? through season two. We binged a couple oh, of episodes last night. We need an update on that coming up. It's all back right. three on the network. All right. So what are you on now? Season? I'm one? almost done with season two. Season two. There's like 13 episodes in season two. They ramped it up three. Now, how's my guy doing? Lou Diamond. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Okay. He's a great character in this, man. Not Lex Diamond, aka <laughs> Rex on the Chef. No, you're thinking of Lex. You're thinking of another Lex. Lex. No, yeah. no. who was the guy? <laughs> who was James Woods's character? Something Diamond in Casino. Uh, I'll tell you right. He now. was what's her name's uh, sleazy boyfriend, Lester Diamond. Lester Diamond. Wow, yeah. that is an amazing. <laughs> wow. wow, what a pull. Wow. He might be on the Mount Rushmore of diamonds. Well, Frankie Diamonds is on the Mount Rushmore, one of PGF's yeah. guys. Yeah, you got to put him in. There. Oh, Frankie Diamonds is, is strong. Diamonds is Lou great. Diamond. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes. <laughs> What about wait a second? What about the Lex Diamond story? Studio album by Raekwon the Chef. That was his. That was his all right, so Raekwon is from Wu Tang, right? Oh, okay. Raekwon, yeah, okay. Ray, and he had this. He would always call himself like Lex Diamond. Lex Diamond. I don't know where it came from initially. Mm, Lex, Lex Diamond. Diamond. And then he no. had an album later on called The Lex Diamond Story. Yeah, play action reel. Not R Neil Diamond. No. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Neil Diamond is classic. Yeah, but I mean, he might be moved off at this point. Really? Yeah, yeah. You still have him on the all-timer? Oh, my God, yeah. He wrote so many songs, even uh, stuff that he didn't do. Okay, okay. He was fantastic. Yeah, see, ghostwriting, you don't get a lot in... I mean, you don't find out a lot about ghostwriting in music until the person either dies or it's like 20 years later, right? Where it's right. like, hey, this guy. So I guarantee you, Neil Diamond probably ghost wrote a lot of stuff. That's well, like yeah, Neil Diamond and Carol King and a couple of them were all at that Brill building in New York City, just churning out hits for everybody. Did they call it the Brillo pad? No, the Brill building, oh, okay. famous building. And um, what's his name? David Gates, who was the guy in Bread. He yeah. was a big songwriter back then, too. Was it a Love that era. Studio? What was it? What's that? Was it a recording studio? It was like, I think it, I don't know if it was AM Records or one of those, you know, one of the record companies or what, but they just sat in there and churned out hits. Got it. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Our guy Farrell Mach also major ghostwriter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably wouldn't know that. No. One of uh, Puffy, if you can call him that, Sean right. Holmes. One of his best, like one of his best songs where he's a rapper, mm-hmm. not like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me, take that, take, take that. that. Right. Not, not, not like ad libs, as they call him in the back. But when, when he's actually rapping, it's called, boy, is it called Vic? That's not Victory. Uh, I got to find the song. But that is one of the funnier things in rap and oh hip hop is they'll get like 10 guys in the studio and one guy's just doing that. Right. And he gets credit on the song as yeah. like, you know, like this so and so featuring, boom, boom, this guy, this guy, this guy, this. And all he did was go, yeah. Yeah. yeah, every couple of <laughs> seconds. It's hilarious. I think it's called the future. Yeah. But that's that's it. Right. And he he made that famous. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Like, Nobody was doing that before Diddy. What do they right, call yeah. that? What do they call that? Is hype that man, isn't it? Ad libs. Ad libs. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's like the hype guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Where take, he's take that. Yeah, because it used to be like it used to be the rapper themselves who would say something in the background. And then he was just like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Got his voice out there. And it was just like, that's what Shug Shug said. Now, if you want to come to a real company where you ain't got your executive producer all in the background. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. There were a lot of back and forths on that one. The future is the name of the song, by the way, just if anybody wants, we can't play it obviously here, but if anybody wants to, you, it's funny when you hear ghost writing for rapping mm-hmm. because it's really hard for somebody to write outside of their own style. So a lot of times you'll hear a song that's ghost written by somebody else. Like, for example, if you ever heard this song, The Future by Diddy, then you will hear Pharaoh Mach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that's that's the funny thing is like he's rapping like Pharaoh Mach, and you're thinking, like, oh, he stole his style. No, Diddy's not good enough to steal anybody's style. <laughs> right. It's just a more matter of, of the opposite there. All right, right. So tonight, I don't think anybody's watching that baseball game, right? No. No. No, no. bets on that. Now we just need to figure out what happens tomorrow. Like, can the Eagles win a walkthrough? Is that possible to win the day on the walkthrough? Man, How do we no. put a point spread on the walkthrough? That's Don't tough. Know. Don't know. We might need to get the PGF on tomorrow just to see if he can give us. A you know, number. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think that uh, they'll be around each other for the walkthrough. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you you win your own walkthrough, right? right. You got to attack the walkthrough first well, before guys, you can even hope to win it. I tell you what, man, we attack that walkthrough. <laughs> you got, I man. You guys are going. You guys are going too far, I man. They first have to win the sleep first. Win the right. night's sleep first. Get Correct. up in the morning. That's true. Win breakfast, then win the walkthrough. Right. I won sleep last night. I got about eight hours. <laughs> I did know I got really? eight hours. Yeah. I know I did. When's the last time you got eight hours, Aton? Well, to be fair, w- years before this child came. Oh, even even <laughs> deep, really? Yeah. Well, remember, I was doing at one point. I was doing an. Well, you're doing the show. overnight show. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Show with you, I think at like a what was it? Ten a.m., eleven a.m., something um, like that. It was early, a, wasn't it? 11 to 1? 11 to 1 or 12 yeah. to 2. I forget no, it was which 11 one. to 1, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or maybe it was 12 to 2. No, I think you're right. It was 11 to 1. There would be some times where I'd go over. We'd do it from his apartment over in Conchi, right? Before uh, he moved to the house that he's in now. And I would just go in. Like, it was just like, you didn't even call up and say, hey, I'm here. You just <laughs> got in. I got in the apartment. And well, I you just, also knew the code, too. Well, right. <laughs> and, the, and the door was always open. 
Mine. You were ready before the, he was. You'd open the door, and there's Ace, like looking at you, like right in your face. Just Ace was waiting for somebody to come through the door because he's passed out on his bed, face down, just out. Right? He's trying to catch twenty minutes of sleep. Yeah. It's like Rob Ellis, except I wasn't in my. Car. He's like, he's like, take me out, take me out, take me out. Right, Rob Ellis. Yeah, yeah. Then he'd have to take the dog out before the show started. Well, yeah, good thing I just had the, the yarn at the back there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was a dog walk back exactly. there, right? Yeah. yeah. So I could just let him out there real quick, come back in. And he you know, like he he was up on my schedule anyway. Right, right. So he was already out at like 4 a.m. Where, again, he was trained. Every time the headphones went down, right, he heard that sound and he knew to jump up. So, yeah, I'd have him out at like 4.30 in the morning and then. I knew I had this time frame. And back then, I was working out and stuff, single. So, you know, I'd right, right. be on my best there. And right. It was tough, uh, but I couldn't sleep, like, because I was also, before that was the morning. Mm -hmm. So I went from waking up at, like, 3.34 a.m. to going to bed at 3.34 a.m. Yeah. Pretty much overnight. That's rough. That switch. Yeah. That's so my rough. sleeping pattern has never been the same since since the mornings at the Fanatic, to be now, honest. 91 LSXer says, Harry, remember the show from Aton's apartment when the carpet cleaner was there during the show? Yes. <laughs> now that's a guy who has been with us each and every day. If he remembers that. Holy shoot. I don't remember you that. You remember that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you... I don't know if there's specifically a carpet cleaner, but you had a woman there to clean the, the apartment one time. I met her. She was good looking. Oh, nice young woman. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, I, she, I, that might be what he's talking about. Did she make the the camera or something? I think so. Really? <laughs> yes. Boy, that that is. You both have much stronger memories than me. Uh huh. Yeah. I definitely don't remember that. No. Now it's just a matter of the baby makes the shot, or if Barrett's right. grandchild makes the shot. His dog is always around, hovering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've yeah. gone from the the nice young cleaning woman to wherever the hell we are. Dogs and babies now. Right here we go. The show. Seriously. Here we go. <laughs> oh no, I definitely don't remember that by any means. Oh, uh, more film coming out of Devonte Smith breaking down somebody on the Jets defense. Oh boy. Uh oh. Yeah. Win the day, bro. He's got to win the day. Because tomorrow's the walkthrough. If they win today, there's no, there's a, there's a probably the likelihood of a snowball's chance in hell that they play. The starters on Friday night. Yeah. 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 So let's hope let's hope they, they let's hope they tie today. Yeah. If they tie, they'll probably get an opportunity to play. But if they don't, nah. I don't know. Can you isn't there not overtime in these practices? <laughs> I don't nope. think so. He's notoriously kind of a, a guy that likes shorter practices. Yeah, right. but here's the thing: you can't leave practice. You can't leave a Nick Sirianni practice until somebody is declared a winner. Hmm. I don't know how, there. right? Oh, I would think so. Nobody's leaving here until we get a winner. Until somebody's declared a winner. <laughs> now, uh, did you lock in any plays for the BMW, asked Jake, uh, John Shelton? I have not yet. I have not talked to my, I have. Two, my two sharps mm. quite yet on this. I actually have one of my guys coming on later tonight for the iHeart show. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you at the very least who is well this is more of a dfs standpoint now who are, who are the guys that you have locked in well I'm you got to listen to episode 59 of swing it and ding it to find out i'm not going to just give that away on the show oh, here. is that right I mean, god i didn't realize that 
You know, I mean, why would I, why would I, you know, do the podcast and spend an hour, you know, prepping for that and doing it if I'm just going to give it away? Well, you can give, it's like somebody giving away free plays on, it's like the PGF giving one free play. Out. All right, I'll give you yeah. one. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm bullish on Keegan Bradley this week. Keegan Bradley. Yes. Any interest in why? Uh, strokes gained approach. Well, he is, uh, he's a my language. Yeah. I mean, he's, um, let's see fifth in strokes gained approach this season that's a big uh, element for this golf course he's 21st in strokes gained putting believe it or not with that crazy putter and he's 25th off the tee you, and he you know, he hits it long enough and he's motivated by this he's currently number 32 in the FedEx Cup and you got to get inside the 30 to make the finals that's not bad that's not bad at all so the, yeah no i was going to say off that Keegan, right now, I have three, six, nine guys ahead of him. Not mm. that there's a huge gap because a lot of this is minuscule, but he's top 10 in this tournament strokes gained approach. Yeah. The two guys that I think that jump out that are that are super high. So these are the two metrics that I'll use strokes gained approach, strokes gained putting. Mm -hmm. And what I'll do is I'll find guys who are both plus, right? So for example, Matsuyama and Kyle Stanley are fantastic when it comes to strokes gained approach, but they're not, they're not in the negative. Yeah. Exactly. They're, How so about Louis Oosthuizen? He's the best putter on tour right now as far as strokes gained, and he's got a pretty darn good iron game too. Yeah, but the numbers there for Oosthuizen are actually for strokes gained approach, he's only at 0.24, and the leader, like you've got a lot of guys in front of him because Morikawa and Morikawa is the best. Yeah, all the way up there. So here's a guy that I really like. Okay, here's a guy that I think the metrics support. There are two guys outside of who you said because Bradley is there as well. The two guys that I think you can look at here outside of Chalk and John Rob because I imagine he's going to be up there. Right. So Abraham Answer mm -hmm. is fourth in this tournament in strokes gained approached uh, approach. Pardon me and positive at least at like 0.24 as far as strokes gain putting so i like him and then mm -hmm. the last guy i'll give you here that fits this bill now look you know i'm just using these metrics so uh, the last guy that i like is seamus power oh okay who, who is in that sim like answer and power a really strong strokes gained approach and their putting game doesn't hurt them because they're over zero like i'd stay away from a manual uh emiliano grillo yeah yeah grillo yeah because his putting is just not not sharp. But all right, Keegan Bradley to win it. That's from Harry Mays. Well, th that's he actually won this tournament back in 2018 when it was at Aronimic. Uh, you would clean up. He's like plus seven seven thousand or something. Ooh. So yeah, like 70, 70 to one. That's not bad at all. Yeah. There really isn't anybody like Lebiota is the only guy who's like top twenty in both. Yeah. Approach and putting. So bet at your own risk. I like Keegan Bradley, though, Tom. See, what I usually do is I like to take Harry and other guys who know a lot about this, and they'll tell you who they like to win, and I just play them top 20. Yeah, I picked. Uh, I, I put a little something down on JT and Louie so far to win. Not bad. Not bad at all. We'll yeah. see. see. I got to set my lineup. Uh, yeah, lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus Power isn't in this tournament. No, no, I have the wrong. I thought, I thought oh, he missed it. He was two outside the cut line. He was 72nd in the FedEx Cup. He didn't get in. So this is not updated yet. This is yeah. only updated. Jeez, what are they doing? Because I thought that when you said his name, I like him as a player. He's a corn fairy guy. 
Uh, he's got a lot of upside, but I'm like thinking, hey, he didn't qualify. No, this and is he's 72. Months ago. I apologize. Yeah. I need this to be updated. Um, yeah. Phil Mickelson was the last guy to get in. He's at gotta 70. Got to get you in. I'll get you in. All right. So yeah. I need this updated before I start throwing out metrics and data here. All right. Let me give you one player prop. Coming up in three minutes here. All right. We'll take a break on Sports Map. We're still live as we broke at the top here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Back in three on the network. All right. So follow me here on my analysis. You ready for this? Yep. I have a $7,500 payout. Plus, pardon me, plus $7,500 payout for Lamar Jackson to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Okay. Now, this is what I'm basing this on. I have. Well, we at, at the site that I work for, one of the sites I work for, Awesomeo, and again, this is more of a, you go ahead and sign up. I'm not going to give you everything here. But we have this season-long player props tool that's done off of the algorithms and everything that they have there. So nothing is be-all, end-all, say-all. Nothing that you have in front of you should ever be the one determining metric. But right. we're, we have four guys predicted to finish double-digit touchdowns on the ground. Four guys. And to be fair, the fifth and sixth guy in Elliott and McCaffrey, respectively, are two full touchdowns off the lowest guy in Nick Chubb, meaning Chubb is 11.3 projected rushing touchdowns. Elliott is nine and a half. McCaffrey, 9.3. So there's a pretty good gap between Elliott McCaffrey's projection and the guys in front of them. So that leaves four people, four people right now. To hit double-digit touchdowns, they're all 11-plus, all right? So follow me here. Nick Chubb is 11.3. Dalvin Cook is 11.9. Derek Henry, 13.9. The one name I left off in between Cook and Chubb, so he's not even fourth on this list, Lamar Jackson at 11 and a half. So let's, wow. work, let's work in reverse. I put $100 to win most rushing touchdowns in the NFL at plus 7,500 back for Lamar Jackson. And here's why. A, I already have him in the mix as far as the projection is concerned. His number is around seven, so he should dominate that line on the ground. Let's look at Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, if he doesn't have Kareem Hunt there, is being talked about as the best running back in the NFL. That's my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. He happens to have one of the best backups slash one-two punches you can have. Right. It's just naturally going to take away also. And they know that they don't want Baker Mayfield throwing the football 30, 40 times. So there's going to be a lot of different er Now, Chubb is good enough where he can overcome it. But the fact that there is somebody as good as Kareem Hunt behind him, I have to say at this point, I'll take Lamar over him. Now it gets tough. Dalvin Cook is an animal. I mean, he's a monster, but he's missed two games each over the last two years. And the expectation is he'll miss two more games this year. They also, through circumstance, because of Cook's absence or just not playing due to things happening with the playoff scenario, have found a really good back in Madison. Hmm. And I think Madison is going to get a little more action this year with the idea of preserving Dalvin Cook for the playoffs, which we know Minnesota is going to have a shot at. 11 and uh, 12 rushing touchdowns is a lot. Last thing about Cook. He comes off for the first time in his career, 300 plus carries, not touches, carries last year. That's a lot of wear for somebody to just bounce right back, have a better Don't year. Don't they throw to him a lot out of the backfield too? They, they yep, love throwing exactly. yeah. and that. That's like a poor man's version of Kamara, who's going right. to see a lot of rushing productivity drop, but a significant increase past. Right. Last one for you. 
Speaking of where, there is no way in hell, I'm sorry, that Derrick Henry is going to be able to keep this up. He had he had 600-plus carries over the last two years. He's a beast, man. And look, I get it. He's young, he's healthy, and all these other things, but 11 rushing touchdowns and 200, like a dip for Derrick Henry is not necessarily him falling off the face of the earth, but it's enough for Lamar Jackson to sneak up there. Yeah. So I'm playing mm. off of the future here that the two guys ahead of Lamar are simply going to have a lighter workload or just aren't going to be able to repeat what we've seen at some point. And hopefully this is the year. And then below him, Nick Chubb is not going to be able to have that same level of rushing productivity as far as scoring is concerned because you have other options, et cetera. So that's well, all my logic right there. Take right. Plus 75 months. It's very sound logic. I am also, though, in agreement with Smile and Be Happy on the stream. Najee Harris in Pittsburgh will get at least seven TDs, probably more. No question. Well, we yeah. have him projected for eight and a half, but that's not enough for me to take him to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Hmm. I mean, look, if you want to go over Najee Harris seven and a half touchdowns, I would yeah. strongly suggest you do that. I would take that. But I would not take him to lead the league. Where'd you say McCaffrey was? McCaffrey sits. All right, so McCaffrey's line is 11 and a half, but we have him projected for 9.3. Mm. So ele look, 11 and a half touchdowns for that for him. We also know that he gets the ball thrown to him so much. Right. Yep. Like rushing touchdowns, unless you're breaking these or you're getting 300 plus carries, rushing touchdowns are not easy to come with. That's no. why I like Lamar. No, but both those organizations where you say Chubb and um, McCaffrey, C Carolina and Cleveland, there is a commitment to the ground game. Yep. Because they both don't want to put too much stress and yeah. onus on their quarterbacks. You're right. Yeah. Because you're saying their quarterbacks aren't really good, but well, they're good I, when they have I, a running game. Yeah, I'm right. They need a running game yeah, to be yeah. effective. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so, man. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anything else we have before – we get back are we in break eagles practice no we're back on the we're back i was saying anything else before oh. we eat more eagles practice well i'm looking here at quotes from uh, javon hargrave he says the d-line is quote going to wreck things this mm. season mm. now he's had a decent preseason really hargrave to the point where well, he kind of disappeared for a little bit last year, right? Well, yeah, last year. I'm saying I think I think he's going to have a better season this season. Well, he never appeared out. until late in the season, right? But now that he uh, was he hurt, Byron? No, he just he just well, he was hurt. He was hurt. He was injured. But I think it was more so the system change that you know he had to change philosophies on what he was as a defensive lineman in Pittsburgh. He was a two gapper. He was responsible for two gaps. He really, you know, he couldn't get up the field and be a one gap player. Well, he comes here now. He had to, now he has to be that one gap player. I mean, he's responsible for one guy. Means he can get up the field and penetrate. And this is a penetrating type of uh, defense that he's in. So now he can go out there and use that explosiveness he had, get off the ball, get up the field, uh, and get to the quarterback. So he's finally um, out of that mindset of being a two gapper, and now in the mindset of going, getting up the field, you know, creating havoc. Um, stopping, you know, the, the run on, um, on his way to the pass. It's a different mindset. Right. Now, as, as Jimmy Kemsky could only do, he says, following Javon Hargrave's post-practice interview, 
Stephen Nelson requests a different chair so as not to have to sit in Hargrave's butt sweat. That what? is Jimmy Kemsky in a nutshell. What? And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, who wants to follow a guy with a lot of butt sweat in an interview and have to sit in the same chair? That's I don't cool. know. You can't, like, you don't bring your own towel or I, there's got to be towels. Galore. There's towels everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah I would think yeah. so. You can't just put a towel down there and you know sap it up a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, but maybe you, you know, is there isn't there another guy for that? I would think so. Like some, <laughs> yeah, you get some, some like uh, what do they call them, Barrett? The guys running around helping with the 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 equipment. Towel people. Yeah, are they called towel guys. Yeah. Uh, well, they're not all guys equipment now. Equipment managers. Well, equipment yeah. managers. There you go. Yeah. You get an equipment manager in there to, to wipe down the chair. There you go. Seriously, like, uh, can I get a towel here? Can I get a towel over here? <laughs> yeah. Could you please wipe the sweat from this chair? It's like at the gym, you know, like right. at, at the Planet Fitness. They're all up. You know, they're all in your grill about wiping down the equipment after you use it. Right. Deservedly you know. so, though, you know. Well, yeah, because a lot of these, some of these people are huge sweaters, and they get on the treadmill or whatever, and there's sweat all over the, you know, the the board. Because they're just like, it's dripping off of them. Yeah, that's terrible. It's disgusting. That is awful. <laughs> and you, you know, you really have to take advantage of any like spray down bottle they have. Yes, yes, like, they have those everywhere. Thank exactly. goodness. Yeah, because then the guy will the, the guy will go directly from the treadmill, all sweaty, and go right to the like the triceps press or whatever. Right. And then there's sweat all over the pad. And if he doesn't get up and clean that, you you want to go in there and do that? Right. No. Yeah, you going in there, dude? I'm skipping triceps today. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, think about right. it. You're right. Where who in there now? Some poor individual who's paid to do this at the gym. Yeah, has to take up for you because you don't have the presence of mind to clean up after yourself. Exactly. It's just it's just human decency and respect for everybody else. Yeah, that's all it is. And that's a lot of people be, don't have it. That's the, that's why I work out of my house, man. Uh huh. I can't do that, bro. Right. You know, just see that, you know, just sweat, man, just, just sitting there and, you know, festering. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm yeah. later for that. Later no. For that. No. I, I've seen fights in, 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 um, in gyms I don't before with that. Yeah. I've seen I don't fights, count it, man. Yeah. Yes. Fights. I've seen these two, I've saw this, these two women. They were, you know, there's one lady like she just gets off the uh, now you got Harry. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Look, she's on the stepper and she's, you know, she's going. First of all, the lady was pissed off because the lady was on the stepper, the hot stepper. Or, yeah, the you know, the one that goes, was yeah, she a hot stepper? Yes, yes. Okay. I need Kamosis. I need Kamosis. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I need Kamosis, as Buster Rhymes referred to him in a, in a once lyric. Is that right? It was yeah. a diss track. No, it was, uh, he says, uh, I'm the hostess with the rhyme overdoses, hot stepping over bleep like I need Kamosis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what because, you know, Buster has that that sound to him. He's like, I'm the hostess with the rhyme overdoses. Right. <laughs> hot stepping over bleep like woo, woo I need Kamosis. Yeah, I think it was it wasn't woo, huh? Yeah, is that I got you all in check? <laughs> oh man, I need Kamosis is how he'll always be referred to by me. Wow, that's amazing. But he is the original hot stepper. That's right. There yeah, is but look, somebody, so right? she's stepping on. She's doing it. First of all, she's on for an hour. Mm -hmm. So the lady's pissed off because she's on for an hour. 
Uh, she's like, you know, you're only supposed to be off. You're supposed to be off for you no know, thirty minutes. Well, I, I, what do they only have one uh, stepper? Well, that she wanted that stepper, I guess, because uh, it was in front of a TV with a, with her program on it. I guess so. Probably, so. it's terrible yeah. that we can't play music on YouTube. I know. We got to do this whole thing with the hot stepper in the Seriously. background. <laughs> Still living like that. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it wasn't a bad. Like it was an awful song, but it wasn't. It, it's like a good bad song. Yes. Right? Yeah. One of those where it's like, you know, if it, if it comes on the radio, you probably don't turn it off, but you're looking around if you're pulling up to a red light to make yeah. sure that it's not like too yeah, loud. Nobody, so nobody notices <laughs> you enjoying it. Yeah. Exactly. Like like a shaggy song. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. There you go. There yeah. You, go. you guys for yeah. more so. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not judging. That's not me, but yeah, you so more than me on, on Shaggy. Yes, absolutely. It wasn't me. Right. I used to I used to hate that where it's like, you know, I drive home listening to Harry and Jason or something on the radio and yeah. whoever the producer was would come back with like bad music. Yeah. And I'm blasting it because I'm listening to you guys on my ride home with the windows open and I'm heading out and I'm at a red light on Fayette and Conchi and people are looking over because there's some bad song coming back because you guys referenced the bad song in the previous segment. Right. So the producer's doing their job and coming back with it. And I have to like drop you <laughs> until I know the song is done. So people don't look at me and be like, why is he listening what? to Jewel? What? <laughs> what is he doing? I mean, <laughs> all right, what, what is going on? <laughs> we're back in three. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Got a couple nuggets. NFL. Nice. Let's do it. From the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, what do you got? Well, I'm looking over uh, Adam Schefter's tweet, uh, Twitter page, uh, because he updates it every so often with good stuff about the final week of preseason. Uh, Mike Tomlin said Haskins will start his team's preseason finale against the Panthers. Yeah, so ben, Big Ben had a great uh, couple of series last week against Detroit. Yep. No surprise there, okay? But Schefter then tweets that the Jaguars have officially announced that Trevor Lawrence will start week one against Houston. And well, Is that a shock? No, it's not. But, I mean, yesterday or was it the day before or yesterday we were talking about Gardner Minshew? You know, or Trevor Lawrence. He was the third string guy to come in, Minshew. There was somebody in between, right, who came in? Yeah. Yeah. I I think the other guy was actually the third string. But Okay. But now here's the interesting one. He just put this out. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor said today that Joe Burrow will play Sunday against Miami. So Joe Burrow, coming off a bad injury last season, is going to play some in week three of of the preseason game. Because he still wants him to get reps, live reps. But Jalen Hurts will probably sit because of practice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 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 good football there. That's that's understanding that you guys need to. He needs to be out there, man. So I mean, that's, that's good work by them. Yeah, you know, like, it also puts into perspective our frustrations about not seeing Jalen Hurts, not for right. selfish reasons, but for his own reasons. Right. right, if Burrow gets hurt again, playing in a preseason game week three, they're going to roast that guy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, isn't that the same for, for like, I think you have to own that risk. So if people's argument is, I don't want Jalen Hurts to get hurt, therefore don't put him out. That's like the only thing that I would at least listen to at the start of the conversation. I'm sure by the end of it, I still won't agree, but. It op- I understand that, which is bubble wrap, bubble wrap, bubble wrap. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is that he hasn't played in a game. Right. So that's what I think trumps it. That's all. Yeah, and he only has, what, four games under his belt in his career. Real games. Right. That's the thing. And last year was not a representation of this year. So if Doug Peterson is back and the OC is back and the team is back, then you could probably make an argument that practice is enough. But there are so many new components. So many new components, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense. The I only way I, I think the only way that Hurts wouldn't play, though this should be the mindset of what they should be thinking, is if you, your starting five doesn't start. 
Right. But I think the this starting yeah. five needs to start together because they haven't played together in a lot of circumstances yet. Here's the point that I, I think you can extrapolate from that statement because I, I think you're 100% right, Barrett, which is we just talked about in the first hour before Matt Mullen came on about how Andre Dillard has yet to win the left tackle position. Or uh, Malata has yet to Pardon win. Me. Yeah. Pardon me. Right. Malata. Yeah, better way to put it. Sorry. So what are you going to do? You're going to start Jordan Mailata at the left on Friday night with twos and threes on that line. You're not going to get a great, you're not going to get a right. What does that do for you? Look Exactly. Yeah. So you, you kind of are damned if you do damned, if you don't here, if you're Sirianni, I think he painted himself in a corner where it's like, Hey man, you can't sit hurts and simultaneously expect us to think that the left tackle position is truly open for Friday night. Mm-hmm. One of those two doesn't add up if like they can't coexist. Does right. that make sense? Exactly. It makes a whole lot of sense because if you're saying it's still a competition and which we know it's not, then, then, you know, why wouldn't this guy be playing in the game then? Why wouldn't, you know, you know, Dillard come in and play with the twos there or I mean, whatever, you know, I, I just don't see the rationale of what he's thinking. I don't see the rationale of, of, of not calling my lot of the start. I don't see the rationale of not playing Hertz because Hertz is still a young guy. Here's right. Cincinnati's coach understands that he has a young guy and he had way more reps than Jalen Hurts did. Right. Way more reps than Jalen Hurts. But yet he's still playing. It just goes to show you, man. It, now he's probably not going to play a lot. It doesn't matter. He's, he's still going to play, though. You know, that's that's yeah. That's trying to say Hurts is not playing at all. Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense, man. It's bad really. football. Yeah, I agree. That that's a that's a great encompassing way to describe it it's just not good football really it's not and unfortunately i think the team is all right so this is what i'm most concerned about i'm not fearful is the wrong term to be using here but this is what i'm most concerned about which is and again i'll go back to a scene in king of queens where he's training to play to get back to a semi-pro football team the bayside raiders Okay, and his cousin <laughs> Danny is training him. This uh-huh. is the biggest no face is lighting up today, man. I'm uh-huh. telling you. So, so he's on there, like you know, Deacon comes in, right? His buddy Deacon comes in because it's his kid. He's trying to inspire Deacon's kid. He's trying to inspire as he makes this comeback to play semi-pro football for the Bayside Raiders, I believe it is, right? So, Deacon walks in, and Doug says. About to relocate 300 LBS in Stinktown, right? And he gets on the bench mm-hmm. and he puts up 300 pounds. And he's, and Deacon's like, damn, three bills. And he's like, yeah, you know, can I bench press a full-grown deer? Absolutely. But it's all for the kids, right? And he wakes, uh, gets up and he starts walking around. Meanwhile, his cousin takes the weight off and he's like, look at this to Deacon. And Deacon's like, what the hell's going on here? This is styrofoam. And he's like, no, no, no. These are my motivators. These are to make you think <laughs> that you can put up 300 pounds. And I wonder if what's happening here is Nick Sirianni is applying that same motivator philosophy to where all of a sudden when these guys get into a real game with mm-hmm. everything new and all this other stuff, you're not lifting 300 pounds. You're lifting. You're used to lifting 180 pounds, and all of a sudden that extra weight on you is going to crush you. Mm. And that's what I'm concerned about is that he has all of these guys, especially the younger guys, believing that you can get everything done in these joint practices and the game is secondary in the preseason from tempo to get hit and these other elements. That's what I'm really concerned about. Mm. 
Well, that's, that could be a, a a a huge awakening for a guy, you know, that's used to in his head that time clock in his head being a lot longer than what it really is in real time when you're right. in a game. When you have a 300 pound guy that runs a four seven forty, a four eight forty, running and decapitating you from the backside, mm-hmm. you don't get that in practice. Nope. He might throw it. In fact, last night I'm in practice last night. Um. With uh, the high school team, you know, yeah. and and the quarterback, you know, the, to in practice, you know, they're, they're going through a, a um, two minute drill and the quarterback sees the blitz going, but he waits the very last minute and then throws it. And in all actuality, it was probably a slack, uh, a sack. But because the because the defender knew he couldn't hit the quarterback. Oh, so he, he let up at the end. down yeah. Yeah. five steps before he got there. But the quarterback at timing in his head thought that he had enough time to throw it. So when he threw it right when the guy got there, he would have been there a lot quicker hmm. than if he was sitting back and, you know, and, and uh, game time situation, he, he'd have thrown it. He'd have been there a lot quicker. So he just sat back and be like, all right, then I have enough time in the game. When mm-hmm. he gets in the game, man, he may be knocked out cold because he thought the timing was right. And it's not. Uh, yeah. But Jeff McClain. On Twitter says, judging by the intensity of today's joint practice, I can't see the Eagles playing Hurts and many of their starters in Friday's preseason finale. There you go. Maybe a few get reps. If so, Hurts will have played only two series in the preseason. So he's not thinking Hurts is going to be in the game. And this is is what I don't understand. Like, both are practice. How can you determine one side of practice is better than the other side? It's practice or no practice. If you're all gung-ho in on practice, then you should be in on these preseason games as well. Right, exactly. And I don't know why, like, what? I I don't know. Look, if this thing works, I'll be more than happy to come back and we can replay this show. And every time I say something stupid, I'll talk over and be like, don't listen to what I say. Don't (laughs) listen to what I say. But... Again, we just don't find scheme to coach bucking trend. Like, again, Chip. Chip had Deshaun Jackson at the time, the fastest wide receiver in the NFL. He had one, if not the top three running, running backs. backs in the NFL. And put an, uh, and again, it wasn't like nobody was running up-tempo. He just maximized it. So he didn't come in with the wishbone or the, or the wing tee that hasn't been run in 100 years. Right. And he had Mike Vick. Yes. You know, who could take off. Oh, uh, that's, that's right. another element of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that that whole first game, that Monday night game against Washington, Washington. that time was unbelievable. The first half was just incredible. It was. Incredible. But, <laughs> it was. but then they the second half. Canton, man. Right. The second half, they started coming back, though. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it was like, whoa, look at this brand new tour. I mean, I got this Ferrari right here. This Ferrari looks great. And yep. all of a sudden, at this second year, that Ferrari looks a little long in the tooth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not running. It's right. Now you got to go take it to get that $5,000 uh, oil change and tune yeah. up. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's right, so, man. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy how that works, isn't it? I'm yep. getting a lot of Bryson, by the way, in these lineup crunchers. Is yeah, I know. Yeah, a lot of people love him this week. I, I, just, I just can't. Okay, I'm just curious. I just can't. Just curious. I don't know if we're going to get an announcement before Friday. And to be honest with you, I think – if you were going to bet this game Friday night, you just kind of have it in your bet slip as an underplay and you just wait. Because if Jalen Hurts plays, I don't know, a half of a quarter to a quarter, which I probably think he won't play a quarter. Is that really going to affect the total? 
Yeah, I think so, actually. I, I think so. Like, mm. again, the last game was an overplay. Jalen Hurts was just pulled from that. Mm -hmm. So I think you can get seven, maybe 10 points. Now, I'm talking about if he plays a quarter. If he plays two series, that's a little different. But if he's out there, I think you have to assume that he's out there for more than two series. I just don't think, as we've all been saying, I don't think he's out there. Now, again, do you think they make an announcement? Like no. fully before game time or tomorrow? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Look, Colin Berger has just right. The announcement is going to come down at 112. Right, right Friday. after our show. Exactly. <laughs> yep. All right, Z Zach Wheeler goes tonight for the Phils. So this is what I have. Minus 145. I had a nod. So I, I have them in a couple of plays tonight. I'm afraid to give them all out because that'll jinx it. But what So you like the Phillies today, tonight? I took – well, I'll tell you what I have specifically. I took the Phillies in two different plays here. I guess I didn't take them. I thought I took them in, in another one. All right, so I have the Phillies plus one and a half, under ten and a half. Parlayed with the Jays plus one and a half, under ten and a half. Parlayed with the Dodgers, money line, under seven and a half. Bueller's up there for LA and Snay for a uh, Snell, pardon me, for San Diego. San Diego. So the the technically I need the Phillies plus one and a half and the under ten and a half. I, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. Mm -hmm. Probably a little more than what we got last night because there's this uh, a belief that Wheeler shuts people down. But I think Wheeler's look, that offense, well, as you saw, can can get going in Tampa. He's Yard due for a good outing, though. Wheeler. Yeah, he really Which is. Which is why I bumped it up. Look, that yeah. play alone, Phillies plus one and a half and under ten and a half, that play alone is only minus one fifteen. Mm. So I bumped the total up. What's the total at nine? Uh I bumped it up a run and a half. I think it was eight and a half. It's eight. Part of me. Oh, it's I eight. Bumped, yeah. So I bumped it up two and a half runs, and I just took the Phillies plus one and a half. So I feel really good about that one. The other ones are kind of, you know, White Sox had themselves a first inning and they kind of uh, fizzled a little bit. So I like Toronto in that element. And look, San Diego, not a good baseball team right now. So yeah, I'll take I'll take the Dodgers. With what a you, major though. disappointment they've become. Ron Culver is probably apoplectic. I would think so. No, <laughs> he's moment. he's not a Padres fan. He's only a Chargers. Oh, fan. is that it? Yeah. Oh, Dodgers are your team, right, Ron? I know we have to break. Oh, he's a Dodgers. Are you, are you feeling great right now? Yeah. All right, we got news on yeah, Bridgewater. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're back in three. It's the middle. All right, one more, and we're out of here. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave. 
take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so tomorrow we'll get another look at this game tonight on Friday night. See, maybe we'll track down Kemsky, somebody like that, to to chat about this thing. PGF, too, we got to get on between now and Friday. Yeah, Friday would be – Thursday or Friday would be great because we have a lot of college. And stuff. Right, right. He's going to – I already was uh, jabbing at him because mm-hmm. he's such a Lamar Jackson fan. Oh, yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing. I'm appealing to – and this is where I got him. It's like, look, I'm not asking him to throw the football this year. Right, right. He can be a running back all you want. Be that there. running back. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, I crunched 170 lineups, 29% Rom, 29% McElroy, 28% DeChambeau, 25% Hoffman. Wow. Yeah, Charlie Hoffman's a big play this week. Just He's such a good iron player. Uh, and he's pretty straight off the tee. But is, did you have Finau in any of them? Because I just got this. How did Tony Finau celebrate his win? He had dinner at Ruth's Chris and then a 3 a.m. McDonald's run that included a Big Mac, a double quarter pounder with cheese, 10 nuggets, large fries, and an Oreo McFlurry with a bottle of water. How much does this guy smoke? Or is he edible only? I have no idea. Nobody is da- making My that hero. order sober. Yeah. Nobody My goes hero. that order at 3 a.m. Not even Brooks. Right. right. Nobody right. is so. Now, look, maybe he's got a DD and he's belligerently drunk. That's fine. We're going to McDonald's. Like, dude, you just had a steak. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Pull over. <laughs> Man, wow. I, I have 11% of him, by the way. So 19 of 170 lineups have Fino in them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Tough, man, to come back to back. I mean, who's who's the last guy that's won back to back tournaments this year or beyond? I think DJ did it last year, didn't he? 
last year, right? Last, I thought the, he in did. COVID, in a COVID year? Yeah. The COVID year. The COVID. All right. We're out of here. Stuff. What do you guys got the rest of the day? Anything important? Nope. No. Seconds. Absolutely yeah. not. Enjoy it, everybody. Thanks again for watching. Make sure you hit that like button. You are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, and we will see you all on Thursday. And for Ron Culver, well, he's back with us tomorrow as well. Double in. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys.